The Green Suiters Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to support our show and you want to listen to each episode ad-free, then head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Green Podcast to find out how. Before getting into this episode, we'd like to thank the following new patrons for joining our growing podcast community. Jevin Chaney, Matthew Lee, and Matthew Guthrie. Thank you for your support. Now, on to the show. Uh, so, I think it probably... Uh, would do us well if we go ahead and address the elephant in the room. So Welcome, Mike Don't talk about weight. Don't talk about Don't talk about sedge like that. Whatever. <laughs> Mike, Mike Coffee is here, everybody. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. What, do you, what is it again that you do? You're an insurance agent, right? Yeah, I actually sell doors door to <laughs> door. Door to door. Yeah, I'm a door to door <laughs> okay, door yeah. salesman. So. Door to door door it's, salesman? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's out. good. I'm pretty rich. I mean, so, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, look at those doors behind you. I mean, why yeah, wouldn't you? Great. <laughs> typical typical builder unpainted, grade. <laughs> yeah, builder grade unpainted door. Yeah, looks kind of yellow in this picture. Yeah, it's maybe un- Maybe it's your camera or it's, just pay or it's just your crappy paint job. <laughs> um, so, I, hey, before we get in, <laughs> hold on. Before we get into it, we need to talk about something. Eight um, inches. And that, and that is, ooh, ooh, carpenter's rule. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually on metric. He just confuses right. inches with millimeters. I always mess up the last part. Yeah, the, uh, you know, we've been having some discussions lately, and I don't know if you listen to this podcast. I would be surprised if you didn't, seeing as how it's the best podcast uh, about woodworking. Um, oh, I don't God. listen to any podcast, to be very honest. Well, you it's know, it, it's while. just I've, my life's been kind of sideways. I apologize. I'll catch up. Well, you know, I just feel like you have plenty of time, and uh, we, you know, we came up to an agreement because I, I always listen to another woodshop podcast. Uh, always well, fantastic. I, I don't think I've heard. I don't think I've heard the term "green suitors" podcast Never. on yours. Never. Is that huh. true? That's a hundred percent true, and it's funny because I was reading an article. Okay. You weren't reading, first of all. Don't lie to I, everyone. Everyone was, knows you don't know how to read. I was reading I was an article. flipping through comic books laughing like a moron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was actually a poll in the New York Times. And Ooh, a poll. Uh, yeah. yeah, a poll. Speaking of polls. Folded rule. Yeah. It was a very uh, good scholarly article with a lot of research. And what it basically boiled it down to is, uh, another Woodshop podcast hosts uh, don't talk about Green Suiters podcasts and has something tied to the small size of their genitals. Wow. First of all, there's a lot of truths made in that statement. A lot yeah. of truths. Uh, there's no reason to argue with certain things. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any argument, oh, honestly. Like, that's just all true. Or to, or to say them true. publicly. We just lost right. our family rating. Yeah. <laughs> We've well, uh, just lost our entire seven to nine year old demo due to that. <laughs> <laughs> just just so everybody's clear, um, you know, Mike Coffee does pay me pretty handsomely to say his name every episode. So I'll That's be true. sending you the bill for that. Nice. I thought for sure when you guys kicked this off, we mentioned the, nope. the, the green suitors. No, nope. let me just cut you off. The answer what is no. What a dick move. I'll mention Never you guys once. this week. Because I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to be on, I'm going to say, I'm going to mention it. I mean, it's only fair. Oh, in fact, I meant to fair. do a story before we got in here. And I totally but I mean, why story. would you? Why would you? You know? Because I want to hype up your show. Oh, clearly, clearly. Thank yeah. you, Mike. Well, it only took eleven episodes. I'm sorry. Anyways, all the rumors now that we... are true. I'm a douchebag. I'm a douchebag. <laughs> 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 
We just lost the nine to twelve. Uh, nine to twelve. Yeah. Now we're nine. Nine yeah. to twelve. Audi. They are big spenders too. That's a real good. Oh yeah. You don't want to lose yeah. that one. No. Especially when we have little uh, little tykes as our sponsor. <laughs> this week's episode brought to you by Little Tykes. <laughs> so. Oh, this has been really fun. Are we yeah. done yet? Did we yeah. get the balance <laughs> thing or what? <laughs> yeah. Ben, do you want to go ahead and uh, do? You, should we go ahead and kick it off and, and talk about what we've had going on? And I, if we, if you want to do that, I think we should let Mike go ahead and go first. Well, yeah. did you guys want to tell me when to hit the record button real quick? <laughs> yeah. That's right. I don't we'll want to miss any of this. This is gold. Yeah, we'll just we'll just crop in your uh, your Zoom audio and then tell everybody how that's uh, what a professional podcast yeah, does. Yeah. They don't even hit record. Sounds like, I, sounds like I have a whole like roll of toilet paper in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go. <laughs> so Ben, I love dead silence. It's my favorite thing. No, no, Mike. What? <laughs> Yeah, so before each each episode, or before we get started on the main topic, we kind of just go around the horn, what we've been up to this week. Um, you know, so Mike, just take awesome. You know, take 15 to, to 30 minutes and explain what you've been up to this week. 30 you know, that's minutes? How long it'll t- well, that's probably <laughs> how long it'll take. <laughs> what is this? this I'm just kidding. Take about, no. take about 15 seconds and tell us. Okay, no. All right, here we go. No, I got a, it's been actually a really busy week. I've got my electrician finished up everything for all my power this week, which is awesome. I've been, uh, I moved, my wife and I bought a new place. We bought some property, moved my business, moved the shop, moved our family to a big piece of property and, uh, been getting the prop or getting the shop all set up has been a very slow process. Um, all these supply constraints, supply chain constraints have made like construction's a disaster right now. I had a a buddy of mine, he's a good friend of mine, do a bunch of remodeling in here while I was getting the property set up and uh, everything was just slow to get. We ordered a new uh, sliding door for the entryway to our house. Hopefully Uh, it's painted. It is painted, yeah. (laughs) My uncle's going to paint. Calm down, Ben. He's going to come and do it. He's a painter. I'm not trying to take away from the trades. So he, uh, but the the door was ordered a month and a half ago. It's not coming till two weeks after uh, Thanksgiving. So... That's how slow things are right now. Ooh. And yeah, and uh, my electrician, we, the big thing that was holding us up was the uh, the meter main. So that came in last week. They got everything installed. We just hammered in the uh, grounding rods. Out here, you have to do two grounding rods off of a meter main. This state's so stupid. But anyway, we have two grounding rods in the ground. Uh, those are set, and the inspector comes tomorrow. I hope I get my green sticker. The power company, I just talked to the, my, my rep over there. He says that if they get me the green sticker tomorrow, I might have service ran by monday which would be amazing because my shop's been shut down for like two and a half months and it's uh when it's your source of income it's uh it's really scary be having your shop down for that long so uh anyway that should be back up i'm hoping to open everything up the to do a black friday sale on the etsy store which has been shut down but i need power tools i've got like nine slabs in my shop for tables for customers and i just got a thousand board feet of white oak earlier today uh, for seven tables for another customer. So I'm just like slammed right now. So I got, uh, I got two guys coming who helped me in the shop tomorrow to help me start gluing up big panels and stuff to get going for these tables. There's one table that's shaped like a triangle. It's 21 feet long on one side. Holy crap. And yeah, it's wow. a massive white oak table, all eight quarter. It's going to be nuts. So we're bringing it over. We're doing it all in segments. It's going to be assembled in place at the customer's business it's a big like uh conference table so anyway you're doing pocket busy. holes with that right to yeah. put it all together oh yeah for sure those I mean, are the that's... strong ones 
<laughs> I like those. Those ones look good. They just scream. They're like dripping in sex and professionalism. And uh, over here at Coffee Custom Builds, we like to drip. I don't know what that means, but that's our motto for some reason. So, no, but we got. It's just been really busy. I've been uh, been getting the property all cleaned up. I uh, got a tractor, which is. Uh, I'll be real honest. I feel pretty manly when I'm driving that. Uh, it's pretty pretty cool to have a tractor. It's really nice for the property because uh, we got acreage here, and there's a. I bought a Christmas tree farm. And it hasn't been maintained in like 10 years. Wow. And uh, it's way overgrown. I, I spent Sunday, I dropped about 40 trees. I've probably got about three or 400 trees that need to come down over time. So it's going to take about five years to get things cleaned up. But um, it's just been busy. I'm just busy. Wow. But I'm about to be able to get back to work finally. Do so. you still feel manly when you're driving the tractor in your drag outfit? Actually, somehow it's weird. I feel more manly, but it's because yeah. I won't make that joke. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. We still want to keep some <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so yeah, it's I a pretty we'll it's right. a pretty short skirt. So uh, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, still pretty manly. If you know, if I make the yeah. turn fast enough, you can right. See I mean, going. it's not like you shave your legs or anything. So I mean, manly. Uh, well, I didn't say that, but yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing like a good breeze up the skirt. Yeah. yeah, it's got to you know keeps it fresh. Summer's Eve, you know. You I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what that's for. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I just say yeah. things, so it works. I, I, <laughs> I, think you, I think you got it mixed up. Sedge, this no, is going to be a. Think so. This is going to be a really good episode. Well, it's <laughs> going to be tough because I've been clean the um, uh, episodes one through ten. Yeah, <laughs> I've been hold, I've been kind of holding that's, back. That's the mistake. See, yeah, you really, really dragging the gun as fast yeah. as possible so you can set the bar low immediately. No, you got to be but yourself, Sedge. Just be yourself. Yeah. You know, we know you. Yeah, <laughs> but I got I got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're representing a big, important brand. Yeah, Sedge Tool. Little tykes? Woodworking. Sedge oh. Tool. Little Tykes. <laughs> little Tykes. Yeah. No, uh, little Tykes. I don't want to lose claw. any more. I don't want to lose any more listeners. Breaking laws, drinking claws. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a busy week. Uh, it's going to be a really busy week. And um, just really excited to get back into the swing of things and be able to turn on power to my tools. I'm just, it's been so long. I missed my big boy tools. I just miss them. Everything's been uh, real slow. So I'm also going to – go ahead. Sorry. Have your customers been really um, uh, patient with your shop being closed down? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. I've had to do some yeah. things that other – there's a – pretty lucky to have a pretty large woodworking community around here. A oh, friend cool. of mine, his name's Ty. His count, he's on social media. Ty made it. He's been pretty slow in terms of uh, – woodworking and content and everything like that uh for the last few months he's been really focused and him and his him and his girlfriend had a kid and he's been really focusing on dad life so he hasn't been doing a lot so i've been able to come over there and use a lot of his tools oh, for cool. customers that were less patient but i've got a mm -hmm. lot of customers that are very patient so um my hope was to open up Etsy. so i got like kind of like three parts of my business if you don't include the content side i've got i do like production runs with the cnc uh that's just kind of good money unfortunately it's really not fun stuff but it's good money um and then yep. i got the stuff i care about is the custom furniture the commissions that's the stuff i really focus oh, on that's yeah. what i like to do and then i have an etsy store that does really well and um i've had to shut down the etsy store just because i can't keep up with that stuff i put it on the vacation mode they have it's called vacation mode so that stuff's been huh. halted and i've had a lot of those customers from last year i Last year was nuts. Like, COVID first started, the online ordering stuff was just bonkers. Like, all those kitschy, like, knick-knacky things like cutting boards and, uh, you know, like, little 
trays and stuff. That stuff sold like crazy last holiday season because everyone was stuck at home. And and oh, I, what yeah. was happening was is I was I was getting orders in from people, and it wasn't going to those people. They were buying all their Christmas gifts on Etsy, so they oh, wow. order it from an Etsy store and ship it to the person getting it. So all this stuff was going out with like gift wrapping and stuff like that. Mm. So I, that was the first time I had to bring in shop help because it was so busy last holiday season. Well, this year. I've got a ton of inquiries, and I have to be like, look, I'm sorry. I'm not really able to do anything this year. It's just mm. I can't do it. There's no physical way for me to make things. So I think I'm going to actually just – I kind of have resigned myself to the uh, fact that my Etsy store won't really be open for full swing for the holidays this year. I am going to do a Black Friday sale, and I'm going to keep myself really busy with Etsy for probably a week and a half. And then I'm going to go back to vacation mode uh, to catch up with commissions because we're taking the last two weeks off of December, or the last week of December and the first week of January off. We're going to Montana for two weeks, so we're gonna wow. get out of here. And yeah, we just need to. I just need a break before. Yeah. I hit the ground running in 2022. So, yeah. uh, the commission customers have been great. Um, a lot of these customers, um, have just they don't they don't want it to be rushed. They just want it to be done right. So yeah. it's they're all these are all the residential customers, commercial customers. They don't care what my situation is. They'll sue me if it's not done. Like straight <laughs> yeah. up, they will bring up like like here's our lawyer. You said it was gonna be done in the fall. It's not fall, so I gotta be I gotta be on top of it with that <laughs> stuff. I mean, those customers are they're very uh, deadlines. All that matters. So those yep. things have been kind of tough. But I don't have any of that right now. So everything's been cleared up. I've just have all my customers that are cool with everything right now, and I'm just taking on more work now and building up the backlog for next year. So I'm currently. Uh, taking work for February, into February, beginning of March and later. So I'm booked out pretty far currently. So I think I'll hit cool. the ground, get everything back opened up the first week of December, work for about three weeks and then shut everything down for a couple of weeks and then get back to it. So what nice. What brand attracted do you get? I've never heard of this brand. It's called Branson. Wow. So, yeah, I never heard of it either. So my, my contractor, my friend, my contractor guy who's been doing my remodel and helped me out here, We've been friends since we were like 12. He's got a couple Massey Fergusons and a, and a cat. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, man, I told him I wanted it so I could use it for material handling. Cause, uh, but I didn't want to get like a big 30 or 40 horsepower. I wanted to get a 25, like a compact. Um, so he was like, you should check out Branson. He said he had wished he had bought a Branson because uh, it has the highest lifting capacity in its uh, class. It'll lift 2,200 pounds. Get out. I unloaded three pallets that were a thousand board feet of white oak today in five minutes with that thing. It was so fast. It's awesome. So I got wow. that. It's awesome. I got I've got the fork attachment on there. I've got the front bucket. I got a backhoe scraper and then a couple other things so I can get stuff done around here. But huh. um, it's badass. Like that thing. I I had it loaded with a full front bucket full of wet dirt to go to the other side of the property to fill in some holes, and I was going up a steep hill with it. No problem. It was awesome. It's such a great buy. It was wicked. It, it was pricey, but man, it was worth every penny because that thing's going to just really help out with the business a lot. Uh -huh. And just around, you know, having the property is going to be a nightmare. I got to deal with all this crap around here. These people have let this thing go for since the early 2000s. Nothing's been maintained out here. I mean, it's just way overgrown. So, wow. That's one thing that actually worries me about because we're looking to get a, a larger house on a bigger property, and it's like all the additional things that you have to have. A smaller house bigger property that's what i did yeah tell that to my wife oh i see never mind yeah i won't win that argument yeah smaller house good idea house. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the house i'm not worried about it's the huge property that i'm worried about yeah properties uh, 
Property's a lot of work, man. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I had to move like a berm of dirt down to the other side of the property where I'd taken out a bunch of stumps. The What took me one trip with the tractor would have taken me six to eight hours by hand with my little yard cart and a shovel. <laughs> yeah, like, right. this is already paid for itself. <laughs> like, I, don't, for I hate sure. that work. I hate dirt work. It's the worst. Yeah, for so sure. It was, uh, yeah, I'm doing uh, that right now. Of things I'm glad. Yeah. 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 Nightmare. Yeah, Ben, what have you been up to? Um, I, um, doing a lot of just layouts stuff in the shop. Uh, we talked about last podcast. I, I built these benches behind me. Nice. And, and, um, today or really this whole week, just trying to get this French drain installed. I, I got all the downspouts hooked up to their own line. That's going off the property now. And, um, and I've just been working on the French drain. I got all the perforated pipes installed, all the, um, Whenever you do a French drain, you, you, you wrap pipe and gravel in a, a geotextile fabric, you, and they call it a burrito. Um, and that's what makes Sounds the French amazing. drain yeah, so work hungry. great. It's a Mexican um, drain, but go ahead. Did you lay, did you lay the pipe yourself? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done it. I always lay the pipe myself. Okay, <laughs> just yeah. checking. Nice. Okay. <laughs> but, um, no, I've just, just been doing that. And, no English. Um, <laughs> Just, just want to get it done. I'm tired of my yard being the way that it is right now, and I'm sick of it too. I almost called the uh, HOA. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it's just trash. It's embarrassing. But just been doing that. Just French drain installs, shop organization, shop layout stuff. That's pretty much the. I got a bunch and, of that stuff coming up too. And schoolwork. So well, that's pretty much. How, it. I know you're concerned about the weather up there because I saw your stories today, and you were talking about how, like, because it was warmer today, you were able to get out there. Is there a certain amount that you're trying to get done before the weather basically just says you can't do this anymore? Well, it's not necessarily like trying to get ahead of the weather. It's just being able to use the PVC glue when it's above uh, 40 degrees. I gotcha. Got and it. So, so today, uh, tomorrow, and Thursday are supposed to be warm days, and I'm pretty much done with piping. Uh, I think I have maybe 50 more feet that I need to do, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hmm. Nice. Where are you so, out of? I'm in Virginia. I'm in the Blue Ridge oh. Mountains. Oh, you're in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to get cold. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. What about you, Sedge? Uh, spent the weekend with really great friends. I learned how to sew pouches at Leather by Dragonfly. Oh. It was, oh yeah, they're getting ready for a launch of a really cool pouch that uh, Jason and I have both been prototyping for a year, so I'm really excited about that. Getting ready for Hatfield Tool Show in Hatville, Ohio. I got to drive that same route this uh, on Thursday morning, Jason. Yeah. But that was an easier route, huh, coming back home through uh, Fort Wayne? <laughs> yeah, we drove through the snow for two hours, though. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, uh, it was like it was just spitting, that's all it was. So I got that going, raking leaves, doing yard work, took a little bit of break out of the shop, but I'm sitting here tonight and I'm like jonesing about getting back at it, but I gotta, my daytime job is kind of calling a little bit more. We're how looking often, forward to Thanksgiving. How often oh, yeah. do you have to hit the road for the day job? Oh, as it slowed down for COVID, but is it ramping? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And right when I thought, I got a couple of phone calls today, and it was kind of interesting because they added two new dates for a couple things we're doing. So I don't mind. I'm still gonna do a boatload of virtual stuff, and I'm really digging it because, you know, it, it it's 
my whole job there has changed, which I think it's it's cool. COVID really, we had a lot of um, I always call silver linings and COVID, and we started a few few different things virtually, and uh, but boy, it is really this this tool show that I'm doing next this weekend is. What, how did somebody describe it? It's like uh, two days of Black Friday at Walmart. It's that busy. Yeah, I so mean, a lot of Ryobi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's got to be pretty cool being like the figurehead guy or the front man for a brand that's like amazing brand, obviously. And you get to go to these shows. I mean, it's, you know, what I'm saying is how dare you complain? Oh no no! <laughs> I will never complain. I'm mean, actually like doing a great gig, man. I mean, that's so, awesome. Oh no! I no, mean, he loves it. It's really cool because I'm doing two stage presentations. You guys have to and... sell meth to eat sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> I'm having a dream job. Hey, you guys know? Uh, maybe you don't know this guy. He's I've read a lot of his books and woodworking. You guys know a guy named Ernie Conover from uh, Conover Shops. He's nope. gonna be presenting at the. He's gonna be presenting on stage there. He's a really cool guy. He reached out to me today and said, "Hey man, we should go grab breakfast." He's a wicked cool guy. He uh, he awesome. had a school for years and years in northern uh, Ohio called Conover Workshops. Pretty cool. So that's what I've been up to. Looking forward to a fun weekend. And uh, me and the boys are hitting the road on Thursday morning, six thirty in the morning. So nice. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. What about well, you, I, know, cool. I know I won't be. There'll, there'll be another weekend where I won't get to see you unless I maybe come up there on Sunday. Just tag I, at, why don't you come up on Sunday? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just on Sunday. Be, you'll be back. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm not driving home Sunday morning. I'm driving home Saturday night. Yeah, I actually, actually, you know what? I might be able to come up there on Friday because I think I'm off on Friday. It's the, you're going to drive five hours. Sedge. One way. Is your I shift manager at Burger King going to let you out? Yeah. Sedge, as my favorite song states, I would walk 500 miles. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow. It's, Thank it you. is. Thank you. It's, it's an impressive place. It's the largest, I think, hardware store in America. And they got, a, cool. they got a killer lumber yard. They also have an online property called Hatfield Tool, but this is Hatfield Hardware and uh, Lumber. And they have... Four connected houses and one freestanding two-story house on the first floor. And it's, nice. dwarf, it's dwarfed by the size of this place. It's incredible. Yeah. It's pretty wild. They're the largest car hat dealer in the Midwest. And, or Do I they think have on anything? Because I can't get any clothes from Carhartt right now. <laughs> yeah, so I know. Um, um, that's what I'm really interested in seeing is what they're, they're in for stock, you know, when I get there. I I'm sure they'll be stocked pretty well. I went up to the local place, and they had the only size they had for anything in Carhartt was 3XL. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? He's like, it's, 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 it's jacked. I was, so I was like, I'm going to go on the website and just order it up, and the same thing. Like, it's like yeah. 3 and 2XL. You can't get anything. I was like, come wow. on. I need a new coat. Yep, for sure. Focus. Just get yourself another Amazon Basics uh, flannel. <sighs> what I'm wearing now, baby. Yeah, oh, I They're know. They're comfy and cheap, just like me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, for me, uh, I still have not been doing any woodworking, um, and it's driving me absolutely crazy. How come? This is because like my time is so limited now because I, I work regular again. Um, and so Boo. I know, right? Dang army. <laughs> um, Thanks for so like my, 
my my uh, <laughs> thank you for your service. You're welcome for my service. Um, I don't know. I just don't have as much time, and so by the time I get home, like my son's getting home, and Nicole's here, and I don't want to do much, and then my son's, you know, being a little pain in the butt every night when it's time to go to bed. So it's family man. Yeah. The other thing yeah. is though is that I mean a lot of this is by choice. Um, I want to spend time with him and hang out with him, but at the same time, yeah. it's like, man, there's so many things I want to be doing. So the little bit of time that I have had. I've been dedicating it to YouTube and I've been pushing YouTube really hard and it's been paying off because uh, I'm good, man. My channel's kind of like at all time high right now in terms of, of analytics. Um, That's awesome. Which is, yeah, which is really good. So a lot of that has to do with it being the end of the year and everything. But um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I do feel a little bit of relief because like I actually did this week's video all last week already. So like this week, I don't really have to focus on that too much. You doing um, a gift guide for woodworkers video? I just did that last Sunday. Uh, you did? Okay. Well, I did a tool video. Did you? Um, yeah, but we all, all your videos reason. are tool videos. To be fair. Oh, oh my yeah, God. To be fair. <laughs> I, I almost went there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm. I have all these ideas and stuff. Like when I, I basically at, at this point, I just need to be in my retirement window. That's that's it. Because I How know exactly what it is. I want to do. I drop my packet in April of next year, and then come August, I'll basically be. I'll have tons of free time until Dude, I'm that's so officially close, retired. Man. I know. That's so close. So, I don't know. <clears throat> I just wanted to get here, um, and I am close enough now, but I also don't want to I don't want to not do the right things in terms of the retirement. Uh, so, I need to spend a little bit more time on, on prepping for that. But um, other than that, I, I do plan on starting a project soon. We finally ordered a mattress for Leo's bed that I want to make him. Uh, so, that'll be here soon, and I can get the exact measurements of that. Uh, and then I'll be building him a bed, which I'm pretty excited about. And then we, ha we have some stuff for the house that we're planning during a uh, Christmas break. So that's good. I did get my new MacBook Pro, though. Oh, mine comes and Friday. I'm so excited. It is outstanding. Um, blow your pants off? That's what I want to hear. It did. I'm actually not wearing <laughs> pants right now because it blew them straight off. I, I can't even put them back on. So Back up. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cam don't, camera's, don't camera's not low enough. It Damn. is 1080p though, so you might really get to see quite a bit. Um, wow! Not but no, the see. new computer is great. Anyways, I just wanted to talk about something with the computer real quick. Or? Yeah, because this is <laughs> He's, he said p twenty times, times. <laughs> forty times optical zoom. Yeah, <laughs> enhance. <Enhanced>. So <laughs> I've gotten a lot of computers because it's uh, so small over the no, past. No, <laughs> I've gotten a lot of computers over the past few years, um, <laughs> oh and God. this. It was really weird because Apple has this thing called Migration Assistant. And when I opened up the new laptop and started, you know, going through the setup and all that stuff, it asked you if you want to use Migration Assistant. And so I did. And what it basically does is it wirelessly transfers everything on your current computer to your new computer and all the apps, all the settings, everything. And as wow. soon as that's done, it's good to go. And I wiped my old computer. I sent it back in the mail today because I traded it in. But um, it was like the easiest process ever. And I, I wanted to mention that because, um, I mean, that to me, that that's a huge deal breaker in like getting computers because I, I backed up everything onto my hard drive thinking I was going to have to transfer everything. And I was when like, you, nope. When you wipe it, does it, because I'm going to give my wife mine, is it... Mm -hmm. I mean, does it allow you to set it like it's like a factory reset kind of a thing? Yes. So you'll oh, you'll okay, factory cool. reset everything and you'll basically erase the hard drive and then it'll give you the option. There's there's a, uh, a way to do it on Apple. Like I just followed the instructions and after it wipes everything. So they have pictures. Go ahead. 
Yeah. <laughs> after withdrawn with crayons, after okay. it wipes everything, it gives you the it gives you the opportunity to um, re uh, re upload the operating system. So That's awesome. it'll, it would basically be a brand new computer. She would cool go through the know. same setup but anyway <laughs> mike you just got to make sure that you clear your browser history that's, right. that's what you can yeah that's why i have a phone don't be stupid anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, well if you have an apple phone Pornhub will show up on your regular computer i'm just saying that no english you know no english yeah no english uh. <laughs> so let's get into the topic uh -oh. and, and mike could you say that website again yeah <laughs> we'll talk about it this weekend um <laughs> Long drive. Show I've actually me. Got a, Show I've actually me. got a really funny story about that. Maybe we should talk about that one of these nights. Oh, my um, God. Anyways, uh, the topic that we're going to talk about tonight, Mike, we were originally, I was thinking about doing like a business-related one. Um, and I, and it was going to be dealing with clients. Um, and OnlyFans. And, and, and OnlyFans. That's the real money my is. coffee. Right. <laughs> but the, re the reason I thought that Watch that would have been a good a topic. Watch me $10. <laughs> thought that would be a good topic <laughs> oh my god was because you've you've accelerated pretty quickly um in terms of like dealing with you know your standard customer and then dealing in you know more higher echelons and businesses but then i had this idea i think we should talk about how nice it is to have uh electricity in the shop that'd be the first topic <laughs> and the second is going to be uh how nice it is when 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 finishes go well. Oh, oh God! No <laughs> finishing kidding. tables goes God. well. What is that like? I'd love to hear about how finishing <laughs> tables going well works out. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, anybody that's watching your stories knows what that is. I can't wait till you shed Absolute more light on nightmare. it. But no, seriously, the, tonight's topic. Uh, we were at Patrick and Michelle's. Sedge talked about that. We, Nicole and I and Leo also went with Sedge up to Patrick and Michelle's uh, for the weekend which was really, really cool. Um, but one of the things Patrick had mentioned to me, we got on this discussion after Sedge left Sunday morning. Um, oh, was Jevin there? He did go on yeah. Saturday. Did he try to touch any of you guys? I hear bad things about Jevin. No. <laughs> I love Jevin. He's great. He, he did not. He kept, staring, <laughs> he kept staring at me weird, though. He's a, he's a In, big man. He was yeah, staring, staring yeah. at my nether regions. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah, a weird a, smirk well, he on his likes face. to smoke meat. So, oh, <laughs> my, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, Let's talk about ahead. that real he quick. He has like a tow behind trailer and stuff. Did he bring it? Oh no, he <laughs> smoked a brisket for us. It, was it amazing? It was the best. Oh yeah, Woo! the best brisket I ever had in my entire Woo! life. I, know, I need him to like mail me something, but I'm still scared. You know, like I don't want him to have the address. So. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. Jevin's, he was Jevin great. Jevin is fantastic. I, oh, yeah. his he great brought his wife. Yeah, his Whitney. wife is really cool. He did Whitney. get married. Good for him. Yeah, he's a great guy. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, man. We, th this is. I don't know if we could do the four of us on every episode. This would be, this would be tough. Um, I'd just be laughing too much. Um, three, three's a sweet number, man. Yeah. yeah. I'll. I won't be back. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. He'll never <laughs> let me on again. <laughs> oh, that, that's not the case. Um, <laughs> So anyways, Patrick and I were talking about it, and the conversation of, of shop size came up um, because I was talking about – we're going to talk to a builder for our second meeting I talked about on the last podcast. Uh, Mike, I don't know if I'd talk to you about this, but we're in the process of talking to a home builder, and one of yes. the things obviously yeah. is you know I want to have a shop built on the property, and like we started talking about what size. And so I thought that would actually be a really good 
topic. So tonight's ideas were basically came from Patrick, which is weird because he's a Marine and Marines never have good ideas. But Whoa. Um, oh, not going to chime in there. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk about shop size. Uh, that's going to be the first part of the conversation. And where, where I want to go with it is what would be your ideal shop size and why and, and relate it to what it is that you do. So that's the first thing. And then the second part, another really interesting thing came up is, you know, like I'm in a garage, Sedge is in a garage, you were in, in a, a garage. garage. Now I'm you're basically in a garage. It's a detached yeah, but garage. it's detached. It's detached yeah. from your home on your property. Yeah. Uh, and then I was in a detached shop. Ben is in the basement, uh, putting the lotion on the skin. Um, Put the oh, lotion in the basket. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> so where I want it to transition after that is like considerations and the pros and cons to having a shop so close or, you know, in a perfect world, would you like to have an offsite shop? If you would, why? If you wouldn't, why not? And then how that all comes into your work-life balance. So with that being said, uh, we'll start I off with ideal. stop laughing. <laughs> Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off with uh, the first part of it. And I'm going to start with uh, Ben on this one. So, you know, ideal shop size and and why for you i mean for me for right now in my current situation i am actually pretty happy with the size of my shop i mean i, I want to say that it's i mean it's kind of like an l-shaped um space in the basement i mean i have the entire basement at my disposal right now but once i get the drainage fixed and the basement doesn't flood anymore then i'm going to completely renovate the entire basement so but i but i have been kind of operating inside what will be my walled in shop and i mean it's it's probably 20 20 by 30 feet maybe and i'm probably i'm probably exaggerating a little bit there but um like for me again for my current situation what i have now is it's perfect for me like i don't want or need anything bigger than what it is right now um i think if if i were to uh be married that i would probably want a detached shop just because noise and fumes and all this other stuff but when i have my kids you know only half the half the time um i mean i, I can be as loud as i want as late as i want when nobody else is here mm. but i think if i was again married had my kids all the time then i would want to have that detached shop but for me for what i'm doing so now like not really woodworking a whole lot because I'm focused on school and the kids. Like this is all that I really need for right now. So in, in terms of actual like measurements, like square footage that you, the, the portion that your shop actually takes up now, how big, not including the entire oh. basement, like how big is that space? Oh, like probably 450 square feet. If that. So what's that? 20 by 25. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, roughly, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that and that's you said plenty. Now, just so everybody kind of understands, like now your shop compared to other shops, so like you're way more on the minimalistic side, right? Very, yeah, very much so. So no, you don't have like a giant table saw. You I don't, don't have. I don't a, have a table, don't have a table saw, saw at all. Have, um, no, I don't have a huge dust collector. Um, everything I have is very mobile based. Um, you know, everything, all my, I keep all my tools and my sustainers. Um, yeah, I have a very minimal workshop and that's, 
that's for, like for my personal taste because I don't want to walk in and just see stuff just everywhere. Like I would get anxiety if I saw that. Right. So I, I try to do as much as I can with little as possible. Hmm. What about you, Sedge? <clears throat> Current or what my ideal was? Ideal. So Okay, so here's what I'll tell you. Every time I've walked into a shop, and I think I mentioned this to you, it's 1,800 square feet. That was that was the size of my cabinet shop, and I and it was perfect for the two of us, my business partner, myself. I had storage, I had spray, I had uh, uh, storage for cabinets waiting to be installed. Uh, we had a small office. I lofted it out, put dust collection upstairs, uh, ducted it all out. So, long story short, for me, eighteen hundred. Now I was in another shop in South Carolina, private shop, not a professional shop, and I looked at this. He had a drive-in bay. <clears throat> um, plenty of room. It was just him. And I looked at it and I just, I didn't measure anything. And this is a very close friend of mine. And, and I go, this is 1,800 square feet. And he goes, yeah, how do you know? And I go, because of the way you organized it and it just felt right. Now, <clears throat> I have worked out of a screened in patio when I get started. I have worked out of a 50 square foot storage unit. I've worked out a 300 square foot after that. And I will always tell everybody, as much space as you can garner for your shop, you're going to outgrow it. And, like, you know, I have this three-bay garage. This is the first time in my life I have a shop at home. I've always worked in an industrial area, you know, and there's so many great bogeys to that. And I know that's the second part of the question, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so for me, I'm right now. I have 750 square, and uh, it's it's a three car garage, but I call it a three saw garage. You know, I always have. <laughs> I uh, and I'm I'm kind of in heaven because I can wake up. I don't have to drive anywhere, and if I need to work something out at 2 a.m. in the morning, I can come down here. So if if tomorrow you and Marianne decided you're going to buy a piece of land, you're going to build a, a property, and you were going to have a shop. Would the size you currently have be the size you would build it, oh, or would oh, you build uh, it bigger? Oh, I'd build for it your much shop. For my shop, this, it would be a lot bigger because in here right now, Jason, you know, I, I'm storing all my lawn and garden stuff. I don't have a mm -hmm. big property, okay, and that takes up a little bit of the space. So I would expand that. I'd have a drive-in bay, you know, uh, not just for material unloading, and, uh, but, you know, just to have that area so I could get my tractor. <laughs> yeah okay she <laughs> and, uh, thinks my tractor's sexy oh i do i do brother i love <laughs> I tractors oh i do and um uh there's nothing like it it's raw power you know yeah and it's, it's, it's a beautiful. workhorse literally yeah. yep so i probably Is throw literally? up a, it's I throw not a horse literally. i throw up a pole by i don't know what that word means literally yeah and heat it <laughs> and i'll so, tell you what there's a lot of places here in indiana a lot of guys work out of pole binds and it's they they uh they kind of partition it off. And uh, the thing I miss here, and I'm kind of getting used to it, is a spray area. You know, I just, I just, I gotta work, I gotta work that through. So, so if you had to put a number on it, though, how many square feet do you think you'd like your shop to be to feel comfortable? Oh, uh, I plan on building a, like a three thousand square foot house in a twenty thousand square foot shop. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I think Marianne's on board with it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, for sure. Makes sense. Then you could be like, hey, I'll be back in 45 minutes. I got to get my lumber would... from the other side of the shop. Okay, no no, no fooling. I would, because you know what? Lumber storage is huge. I could use a lot of, because it, oh my God, I just found a guy who wants to give me slabs. Give me a break. It's Yeah, so, how rude of him. Yeah, no, it's a jerk. So, <laughs> long story short, I would say I'd put a number on it. It would be probably 800 to 2,500 square feet if I can. Wow, that's a big dispersion. Uh-huh. And, and, and when we get back to the second part of the question, I okay. got some great input on that. Yeah, and, and, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I thought that would be a great second part. But we'll go ahead and yep. jump over to Mike. Mike, what I know that another reason why I think this is a really good topic is because I know the it's space you topic. moved into. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is not good? Our guest tonight. Um, it's terrible. I know you He'll take are, your slabs. Yeah, I know you're, you're planning on building a, a an expansion on that shop bigger than the space you're already in. So... It's going to be bigger than my house. Yeah. I mean, I'm in 870 square feet. Currently. Um, yes. It's 24 by 36. And it's honestly, it's great. I mean, once I have power in there and everything, it's going to be good. I don't have a spray booth. I don't have an office. Those are things I really want in my shop. Mm-hmm. So when we get into like disconnected or connected shops right, to right. the house and stuff, I'll talk about that. But um, I've never had a disconnected shop before. This is the first time. Uh, there is definitely some advantages, and there is definitely some deltas to having a shop that's not connected to your home. So you've got to kind of think about that stuff. But um, in terms of my shop now, it's 24 by 36. We're going to be adding 35 by 40 to it, so it'll be wow. an L-shaped building because there's a driveway along the a dirt driveway along the side of my shop. There's going to be a roll-up door. Um, where I can load up and unload unload material, load up the furniture pieces to get in the trailer to go out for deliveries. Um, and so that UPS, FedEx, and USPS can come for the pickups for all the FedEx stuff. They can just come right there. I'll have everything, everything ready to pick up. So that's down the road. But um, so for me, if I didn't have a large CNC, and if I wasn't getting another even larger CNC, that space would make zero sense. Um, my shop right now at 900 square feet, roughly, uh, I could actually build frame out a small, like 10 by 15 area, turn that into a spray room. And I could just work in my shop as is without like a dedicated office. I could just roll around a cart and just work in my shop. And that would actually be very just fine. But part of my business does have the automation side of it. And I am getting another CNC. So I'm going to have two CNCs and two lasers. So I've got the smaller laser. I'm gonna have a bigger laser. Those just take up big footprints. That's just kind of the bottom line. And also, you use a lot of sheet goods for those items, Mm -hmm. and that takes up a lot of space. And I do a lot of large, live-edge tables for these corporate customers, and that takes up a lot of space, like Sedge was saying. So I actually want want to put a separate outbuilding from the shop just for wood storage. I'm thinking about buying one of those shipping containers. But apparently all of them are sitting out on ships in the ocean right now, so you can't get them. Uh, So they're really hard to get. So uh, I want to get a 20 by – not a 20 by 40, a uh, 8 by 40, a 40-foot-long one, and I want to turn that into wood storage. I want to do lumber rack all down one side for horizontal storage, and I want to do vertical storage on the other side all down the other side, and I can go down the middle. Obviously, sheet goods won't fit in there. That won't make much sense. That's going to be on racks in in the shop. And then I'll be able to have a, sh- a spray shelter, which I want to do 10 by 15, not a spray shelter, a spray room. It'll be 10 by 15. 
and uh, a little 10 by 10 office. I don't want to Hurry, pay. get to the spray shelter. Yeah. Get, the spray. <laughs> oh my get God. down. No. Oh. Uh, no. So, so we'll, uh, you know, I want to have a little tiny office, just a spot where I can do podcast, do voiceover, have some peace and quiet while there's noise in the shop and that. That's dream And watch Pornhub. And watch whatever. Watch Full House. <laughs> I have a right. weird thing about Full House. I love Full House. No, Jesse's yeah, uh, okay. great. No. Yeah, Uncle Uncle Joey. He's so funny. I'm gonna uh, write that was, down. He's a park ranger. Yeah. Uh, no, so the, um, <laughs> but no, the, uh, I. That's my like dream scenario is that, and that puts me at about like 2,400 square feet. Uh, if I wasn't gonna expand out with the automated side of the business, that'd be much more than I need. Uh, I think like 16 to 14 to 16 or 18 would be just fine. Um, it'd be really nice to kick back the wall. 20 more feet. Uh, if I could kick back the wall 20 more feet, I'd be a very happy guy. But very realistically, for future-proofing reasons, I'm going to kick the wall back 40 more feet and never deal with it again. So that'll, yep. be, that'll mean I'll never have to deal with it again. I'll probably have a bunch of storage over there. The bottom line is, is like woodworkers are like goldfish. We're going to grow to the size mm -hmm. of the space we're in. That's yep. the bottom line. So yep. we're going we're gonna to take up space. And you have to be like I – mean, at a certain point, you, hit, like, you can have all the space <clears> – <throat> I think Jason, you and I were talking about this. You can have all this space, but at a certain point, like you don't really need your joiner more than eight to 10 feet away from your table saw. Cause you're not right. going to deal with much more pieces of wood longer than that. You want to, you don't want to keep adding a bunch of footsteps to your day. At the end of yeah. the day, if you're joining up like a, a whole skid of wood, every couple of feet makes a big difference. You could be walking yep. a thousand more feet than you need to, and you're going to be just unnecessarily exhausted. So there's a certain like compact nature that really helps the shop just be more efficient and at a certain point, you're like making it big and it's to your detriment. So you really want to keep the tools kind of close together and you want to find an arrangement that things, keeps things close. And I think it's really important for people to start in small shops to understand that. Um, I don't think you can't learn that if you start in a big shop. But I'm saying when you start in a small shop, you really learn how to optimize small amounts of space. Oh, for and sure. mobile carts become a big deal. And they're really important. Like I have a bunch of tools I don't use all the time. I have a nice oscillating spindle sander. I use three times a year when I need it. It's the tool I need, but I don't need it all the time. So it's on wheels and it gets tucked away into the corner and that's a perfect spot for it until I need it next fall. So it's like, uh, just not a big deal. It's like, it's just, this how it is. You just tuck it away. So, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of tools like that, frankly, but the table saw, the joiner, the planer, I mean the CNC, um, all my festival, you know, all my tools and like my sustainers and stuff. Those are all right there. They're, they're all close by the spindle sander, my big giant, uh, not drum, the uh, big giant, uh, you know. Disc sander. Dildo. Disc sander, thank you. My dildo. big giant yeah. spinning yeah. dildo, dildo sander. Yeah. It's a, no, my oh, big... my God. You read my mind about that oscillator. <laughs> oscillators. <laughs> the oscillators. No, the, the big disc sander. I mean, I don't rarely use that thing. It gets very rarely used, you know. So um, those things get tucked away. They're in a corner, and they do need to get used when I need them, but, you know, they're not used very often. So, um <laughs> It's kind of space. You don't really want to add a bunch of steps to your day. It just sucks. Walking sure. around a bunch sucks. So uh, I would say, you know, no automation tools, like 12 to 1400 square feet, maybe 1500 square feet with the automation tools, just because they take up such a large footprint. I think 2000, 2200 square feet is about where my dream scenario is. So cool. Right. And that, that was anyway. something I wanted you to hit on because I know that you're pushing a lot towards the automation side and, you know, you're you're outgrowing your space very quickly because of the the clients the, the and stuff that you're getting. The other thing that I wanted to mention, and sorry to like jump in front of that, is that I have my cousin come in. He's my shop helper, and I'm trying. I'm bringing him on full time, and 
you get into a small confined space, you're just stepping on each other's feet the whole time. Yeah. Like you need to have space. Like when, when, when one guy needs 1500 square feet, that other guy's going to need like six or 800 more square feet. You start adding bodies into a shop. You need to give them a horizontal space where they can do work and sanding or whatever their joinery, whatever they're doing, finish work, assembly, whatever they need a flat outfeed table or an assembly table. And those get big. I mean, you're talking like you're on a five by five or six by six table yeah, it takes up 36 square feet or whatever, but there's all the space around it you need to yep. occupy to actually work your tools. So it starts to add up really quick, and then you got to get more tooling in there. You got to get you start getting redundant tools. You have all these sanders. Now you have all these dust extractors. Those take up space at all times. Like a human moves around, they're only taking up the space they occupy. Same with the piece. But those tools, when you have like eight sanders and four dust extractors and like multiple dominoes or multiple track saws or whatever you got laying around the shop. Yeah, those things take up needs space. needs to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't just disappear at the end of the day. It's well, I mean, there. it could depending on who your workers are. <clears throat> right. Yes. <laughs> they could be uh, a shyster. So, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry. I didn't mean to get in front of you. But that's something to consider too is you get when you have more bodies in there, it takes up a lot more space. Yeah, no, for sure. And so I think with like me, Ben and Sedge, like I, I definitely see you're probably more on the side of like, I definitely see other people working in your space. So it makes sense for me. Like the thing that I think about in terms of having space is like I, somebody else I want, like when I retire, the very first person I'm going to hire is going to be somebody to come in and film uh, and somebody to edit. And so with the filming and editing, not only does that person need to have freedom to move around, so that kind of pushes maybe some of my things out, because like I know how to film in my space, but the other person that's filming might have a different style, might need a little bit more space. So like these are the types of things that I think about now. And my shop is currently 20 by 30. Um, I mean, it's like pretty much dead on that. In terms of space for me, for what I do, is this enough? Yes. It realistically it is with what I have right now. However, I'm like you. I want a I want a spray booth. And I'm not doing client work. I'm not doing uh production work. I just I hate having to prep my shop for finishing. I it's hate not being able to Yeah, I hate not being able to do anything else while finish is drying. I hate so like I just want a separate space. So that that's a consideration. Um I as well want an office in my shop. And this will go into the next thing. But I want an office in my shop. Everything is housed in the same place. I want a restroom. I want a nice place to store lumber. So if, if I had to put a size to what my ideal shop would be, and this is something I'm, I'm thinking about a lot right now because it is a conversation that I'm going to be having here very soon if we decide to build a house uh, and I have the property to build a shop. But I'm thinking, you know, currently I'm 20 by 30. And granted, I do have some yard type things here, but they're inside of a cabinet, so they don't really take up that much space. I would say 30 by 45, I feel like at a minimum. Um, I'm leaning more towards like 35 by 50. I think that would kind of be that perfect sweet spot to where I could have an office. That'd be amazing. Yeah, have an office, have a, a nice spray, uh, spray booth you know, a restroom, a slop sink, all these things that I want, and then also give me a little bit more room than what I have now. Not a ton more room, <clears throat> but a little bit more. And then I'm thinking future-wise, you know, sure, I would love to get to a point where I may, you know, start doing in-person training uh, where I could have people come in the shop and said, you and I have talked about this. Yep. You know, if we were to build a joint shop and, and go down that path, you know, what, what would be, what would be the right size? Um, Who would roll? 
a joint shop, yeah. Uh, a joint shop turn, and also a woodworking shop. We could turn shop. bongs, you know? Yep. Yeah, we could. So sure, for me... we could do that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think that would be my... Uh, my ideal size, probably around the 35 to 50 range. If I had to go a little bit smaller, price is going to be a big factor of that too. Jason, you know, do, do you I, know what do you know what the square foot of that is? What? 35 by 50. What is it? 1800. Yeah, it's 1750, 1800. Yeah. So hell out. And I, I feel Nailed like it. you know. When I think about it, though, because I'm looking at it right now, you know, 20 by 30. Like I said, this is a good space, and I I have plenty of room to move around, but there are times, you know, I'm I'm a big advocate for having tools in a place where I don't have to move them, right? I don't want to move it to use it, right? I I know that that's not totally possible, but if if I can just go – here's the reality. The harder it is for you to use a tool, the less likely it is that you are going to use it. You're going to try to find another alternate – uh, option for that tool and uh, I find myself doing that a lot because it's like oh god you know now I need to move this and hook this up and whatever and, and I just personally I just don't like that so to have more space I think it would be be very beneficial but to kind of segue into the next topic I'll go ahead and kind of tee it up but the office in my next shop is probably the most important aspect to it I do not want it to be attached. I want it to be detached. Um, and I'm coming from, you know, I went from a garage to a detached shop back to a garage. And while my shop currently is, is perfectly fine, I mean, I, I have no complaints about it being attached to the home, uh, just basically because of the way that my house is set up, right? I have one wall, one short wall that actually touches the house and nothing above my garage. So in terms of noise and all that kind of stuff, it's never really an issue. However, I would much rather, there's no separation right now, right? My office is in my home. Half the time I'm trying to do stuff in the house when I wish I could just do stuff. I'm doing it during times where I don't really want to be doing it because sometimes I feel stressed. I don't really have a schedule. But if I could just get up and go out to my shop and that's basically my place of work for the day, and then when I'm done, then I come back in, uh, you know, to my house, and I kind of disconnect from it. And it's funny because even if the house is on, or the shop is on my property, it might only be, you know, how far is your shop away from your house, Mike? A couple hundred feet? No, not that far. It's, it's a, from far wall to far, the closest wall, it's about 90, 95 feet. I think is what we had to run for the wire. So, so now that's still pretty close, but do you feel different in that shop now than you did by just walking out like your kitchen or whatever yeah. into your garage? Yeah, it's totally different. It's, it's amazing how much of a difference that makes. And like, to me, what I find myself doing now is like, I'm always finding excuses to like, just run out into the shop real quick and, and do that. Now, granted, you know, my schedule kind of forces that, right? I have to come out to the shop and there's benefits to having a shop connected to your home. You know, when I'm doing the home renovation stuff, that's the biggest advantage. I'm in the house, I'm doing stuff. I don't have to move my tools very far. I just run out in the shop, grab something. Right. But at the same time, like I never feel like I'm disconnected. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, so that, that can be a good and a bad thing. Tell me why. So I, I for me, um, Again, because I I am a single parent, it 
having my shop in my basement allows me to stay connected more to what they are doing whenever they're home. And w whenever they're here, I'm, I'm usually not down here that much. I'm usually up, up there with them. Um, but how, how, you know, how much more disconnected do you think you would be from, from Nicole and Leo if you had a separated shop, you know, and, but because there is that, that somewhat kind of separation of, of spaces where, you know, you kind of lose yourself a little bit more when you're in that separated shop. And, you know, because Nicole and Leo are so close, even though it may feel like an interruption at times, it also makes it easier for them to connect to you when you're in the shop. True. You know? And I think that if you had a completely separated space, one, you're going to be less likely to go back to your house for whatever you need. Like, you know, you mentioned having a bathroom and having an office, having all these other things. First off, just get a bucket and piss in it, you know? Like, right. I mean, I already do. I usually pee in uh, beer bottles. Yeah. Mm. Cut a hole in the fence between yours and your neighbor's yard. Pro tip. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. But. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I, you know. You don't have to deal with that. It's not your problem. I don't know. I mean, do do you think that you would be that that it would disconnect you more from them because it's it's less accessible to to go into a separated shop than it is. Yes. You know yeah. So I knew you were gonna you were gonna take it there because we've kind of talked about this before, and I agree with you. I, I think what I'm thinking about is when I'm retired, right? Like right now, I like the fact that I'm so close because they can come out and. And yeah, there was a time where I was looking at it like Leo would come out here and I have to stop with everything I was doing. And I mean, you kind of made me realize like, stop being an idiot. And now I cherish those moments, right? Because he's getting yeah. older. But at the same time, I'm thinking about when I retire and I can actually be on a schedule. That's right now where I am is great. But when I retire and I'm on a schedule and I'm treating this, I don't want to look at this as like a side gig. Like this is my business. So for me, I want to be able to get up in the morning, put Leo off to school, Nicole goes to work, I go out to work in my shop from this time to this time, and when I am done, when Leo comes home, when Nicole's there on the weekends, you know, I want to feel like this is my time at home, I have my shop away, you know, away from the house, uh, it's it's not as, as easy or as tempting to go in there, so I'm thinking long term, I'm not thinking about like right now, yeah. It wouldn't be an issue like in the weekends. My goal when I retire is like, I don't want to be involved in doing this on the weekends if I don't have to, right? I want to spend yeah. the time with my son and my wife. But there's something about having that separation because here's the problem. I'm so close to my living room and, and Sedge, you can back me up on this. Mike, you can back me up on this. Uh, ben, you can back me up on this. Have you ever had a time where you're sitting down in your shop and you're like, oh, I'm going to go inside real quick and eat some lunch. And you go inside and you eat lunch and you turn Netflix on or YouTube and you eat lunch and you start watching something and then two hours goes by and then you're like, oh, crap, two hours has gone by. Like everything is too close and too, mm -hmm. <clears throat> yep. there's too many distractions close by. And again, for, like for me, this isn't just a hobby. It's a hobby, but it's not like it's my business. Um, so for me, that separation I feel like is important. And then this even goes into a further thing. And this is where I really want to get your guys' uh, your input, especially you, Mike, and said you're going to have a lot to talk about on this, but off property or on property. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if oh, you yeah. want to talk about separating a shop from your house, it's still on the property. So you still have those distractions. Uh, you still could potentially have those distractions or those life events. You know, if you get up and you have to drive 20 minutes to go to your shop, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. And oh, so, like, boy. 
there's there's definitely pros to it and there's definitely cons to it yep so i'm interested mike kind of i'd like to hear your thoughts on that because i have to imagine that at some point with the business growing as fast as it has because i mean it just seems like you know yesterday you were you know just doing regular traditional client builds you know building a table for somebody and they like now it's like man, have you thought about like trying to rent a, you know, a space and like having a place to go? Yeah. I mean, so the shop I was in was a chopped up 700 square feet at the old place, which was a, a two car side by side. And then next to that was a two car tandem. Uh, so it was like an L it was sucked. Like it was a crappy layout mm. for a shop. It was just what I had. Right. And we lived in a like subdivision where I couldn't add to it. It just wasn't an option. There was, there's a uh, uh, setbacks from the fence line. You can't add shop space to these properties. It was like a half an acre. It was just wasn't anyway. Uh, so that was really the driving factor for finding property. <clears throat> we also were going to move out of state. We were going right. to move to Montana. That was a real big push. We were going to move out of California entirely. Um, ultimately, we didn't. Obviously, we bought a place in California. We kind of got the dream property in California, and that all worked out for the best. So. Uh, for a, for a while, things were so busy in the other shop. I was literally, I bought those. I went to, uh, like Harbor Freight or something and got those carports. Like <laughs> they're like 10 by 20 foot long. And I had projects just stored in there, partial wow. in different states of finish. Right. And I had two of those in my back of my shop. So at the back of my shop, I had two of those with just tables, tables, just on ho- sawhorses ready for the next project. So I'd get one finished, get it out of there. We'd deliver it. We'd bring the next table in and we'd start working on the table. And it was me and my, uh, my cousin, um, weekday, I'd get as much as what, as I could done. And then he'd come in on the weekends and me, I'd be working seven days a week. I mean, I'd get up at like six in the morning. We worked, we'd be out to the shop till like sometimes 10 o'clock at night. You know, we worked right. a ton of hours and it was just killing me. So I started looking for uh, shop space and there's none. There's just none in this area. Um, there was, there's all these labor shortages and stuff, but um, all the open industrial spaces, there are none. <laughs> There's no open industrial spaces in our area. So we started looking in Montana because we kind of wanted to get out of the area. And in Montana had a ton of industrial spaces, but then I had to deal with finding a whole new clientele, restarting my business. That was very daunting, leaving our friends and family. There was a lot of things for that. So we decided to stay here. We just, we saw the market where it was heading. It was kind of on the, it was shooting up and we started talking to a realtor, found out we could get a really good amount of money for our house and we could buy a place on property with a smaller house for less than we sold our house for, which was like, oh man, that sounds pretty tempting. So, um, to kind of like get right at the question is it's very different having your shop not connected to your house than I thought it would be. I was like, oh, it's going to be a dream. I can walk out to my shop. I don't have, I can, that's what I'm laser focused on is my shop. I can work on, on my business. I'll focus on my business when I'm out there and uh, that's all I'll do. Um, but I have a five-year-old son and he knows how to walk. <laughs> so right. I'm out there, I'll be in the middle of a process and he'll be like, Hey dad, look at this thing I made. I'm like, oh, dude, I got to work, you know, but I got to be a dad. I can't just be like, get out of here, bozo. <laughs> you know, he's yeah, like my yeah. son. I got to be like, dude, what'd you see? And you I get gotta the hell out of here. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> what do you think this is? No. So I, I just, so I got to let go. Is this like an gotta, amateur hour to you? Yeah. I'm building a table. It's so flat. 
Come on! Minecraft! So wait. So I, you know, and I gotta go be a dad, you know? So I gotta, I can't just ignore my son. He's my son. So I gotta, I gotta go out there and be like, Jack, this is fantastic. You know, quit, I gotta quit crying. Be, stop, stop, yeah. stop crying. So, time to be a man. Daddy's building stuff. No, so we, so we, we go out just there. Get a, you know, just gotta, get a paintball gun. Every time it comes out of the house, just shoot him with it. Right oh, face. Like spraying, a, like spraying a dog with water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh get out of here, buzzer. So, no, I mean, uh, but, but the other option is you're, you're alluding to off-site. I don't want to be off-site at all. So, uh, but I've never done it. So, you know, it's, we have all these things we say we don't want to do, but we've never done it. Jason knows what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, <laughs> but we have, <laughs> we have done no, it though. But we have, right. We say we haven't in a public life. He gave life, consent. We really he have gave a consent. Bunch. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you do it one time. No. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Did you guys so, go to band camp? He said I <laughs> yeah, wanted right. it. Yeah. He yeah. played with he my flute. He said oh, I God. wanted it. So, <clears throat> so we, I've, uh, so here's the very realistic conclusion. Where we're at, there is a business park about five minutes from here. There's an industrial park, eh, probably ten minutes from here. So, the county here is very strict about growth. Um, I've kind of pushed the limits with what they'll let me do because my property is considered agriculture. Uh, they will let me turn my shop into a zone it commercial. I will have to basically flatten it to the ground, rebuild it commercial code, which the business could very well get to that point where that needs to happen. And that's probably like a $50,000 investment, whatever. Um, we'll do it if we need to, wow. and we can expand and we can become a commercial space here. Uh, I've already got a separate address for my shop that I had to do that just to get the power ran out there. It's a real bunch of loopholes and legal wrangling I had to deal with just to get my power ran. Um, I can. There's avenues to get that way. Uh, but right now, with what I'm going to be setting up, I'm going to be set. Um, so to answer, <laughs> I, could, I know I keep going back and forth. I'm sorry. But when good. you have a shop next to your house, uh, when you have like Taco Bell for lunch, and you're like an hour and a half later, and you're like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and your bathroom's <laughs> in the house. It's pretty where's nice. My, where's my yeah. bucket? Yeah, where's, yeah. My, where's my Homer bucket? Get the lid. It's going to be bad. No, so you gotta, <laughs> no, see, when, you're, when your house is connected to your shop, you can just run inside and stuff. I don't have a bathroom in my shop, so that's an inconvenience. And I don't have a water source in my shop, and I spray a lot of water-based finishes. Uh, so I got to come in, and I got to bring water in every time I need to thin out my product to spray. And there's all these different considerations you don't think about, you know. You work, uh, you work with um, – uh, you're working, you're getting pretty dirty. Your hands are really dirty. I got to walk into the house. So now I'm like, okay, I need to get, uh, I need to get a, I need to get water ran to the house. I need a bathroom and put in, and that's going to have to connect that. When I hit flush on that toilet, that stuff's got to go somewhere. I'm going to have to have it connected to my septic. Uh, there's all these things you got to start thinking about and it's not like cheap or easy, you know, no. and in California, it's really difficult to like have those kind of things ran. Um, I could do it. I could figure out ways around it, but if I want to if I ever get to the point where I need to go commercial with my zoning, they're going to come and scrutinize my property a lot. And right. I need to make sure I do things on the up. So uh, I can't just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to run a four-inch drain pipe out to my neighbor's creek and not worry about the toilet situation anymore. You know, it's not like you can just do whatever, you know. Uh, you gotta, out of you sight, out of mind. Out of sight, yeah. I can't smell. It's five acres away. So, um, so the uh, you know, the, there's all these different considerations. And like... I'm doing a bunch of improvements around the property in the house. I can't just pop my Capex out of my miter station to, to make some cross cuts, you know? Uh, so I've had to buy like a, uh, you know, a yellow branded 
uh, chop saw for in in the garage. Like I have, we have a whole now. Now I'm starting to get a set of tools for the house that. Yeah. I'm not, not going to take my nice woodworking tools to bring them, and they're not. I don't want to pull them out of the house because I'll be like in the shop of like, oh, where's my where's my impact? You know, where's my impact driver? It's in. The, oh, I left it in the house, and that is another way. So it, for me, and because of my time and what I and what I I bill out. It makes more sense for me just to buy a $99 impact and leave it in the house so I don't have to walk back and forth to the shop every time right. I forget an impact. So it just, there's certain things you got to start like doubling up on tools, and that's not an issue. It's just a reality. So you have yeah. to think about it. You know, I have these really nice extractors in my shop, but I'm not using them to clean out my wife's car, you know. So mm -hmm. I bought that orange branded one, the rigid. I bought some cheapo rigid one for in the shop I keep or in our garage. I keep it in our garage to clean out the, her car or my truck, you know. So there's all these different things. So there's... It is really nice when I go out there. Uh, I don't have to worry about my CNC. I haven't been able to run my CNC in the new shop because I haven't had power, but I don't have to worry about, like before I would never run my CNC past nine o'clock because my son's got to sleep. Uh, and the mm -hmm. house had really good insulation, but not that good of insulation. Right. Uh, and the CNC isn't loud, but man, those dust collectors are sure loud. So that's kind of where you guys start. Unless you have a Harvey. And, um, sure. I'm just saying. Weird flex. I don't want like a 13 gallon hopper. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so, so the, uh, but the point is these tools get loud. Like, is, and when I'm, when I'm out there, I can, it, for me and my situation and the traje trajectory where my business and my company is going, this is a great scenario. Right. Uh, if things get really busy, I have the option to lease a space not too far from here. And that is probably going to happen. It's probably going to be a point where it comes to where I have a couple of bodies at a shop doing gimp work. You know, they're going to go out there and they're going to be sanding and they're going to be doing cuts and I'm going to set up a cut list for them and I'll come work here while they're working there. Or I'll check on them throughout the day. Uh, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, is that going to happen soon? I don't think so. I think we've got some time here. I think I've got enough property here to expand i mean if i can get them to sign off on the commercial part i've got five acres uh and three and a half of those are just a christmas tree farm that i'm mowing down right now that i can put a big red iron shop on and actually put a real big business um a real big building on so yeah. i think it's a ways out um for me my wife works from home i work from home i don't want to go to another location for work the separation uh that i have now is is really good for me and I'm really happy with it. I can separate, I go in there, I can actually work outside of my son coming out there and saying, hey daddy, look at this thing I made or wanting him to show me something. Uh, but for the most part, I can separate it. If my tools and all of my business assets were 20 miles down the road, I would be laying up at night hoping no one breaks into my stuff. Yeah. And that's where I get to worry, like I worry about like, okay, I've got this huge investment in tools. Uh, anyone could be stealing it right now. <laughs> but here, you know, Good luck stealing from my property. That's why you need invest. Leaving. That's why you need so. invest in, in bears. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, I heard it attracts bears. They're, uh, yeah. Anyway, this is a maybe Simply Safe will sponsor you. You can put a Simply Safe uh, security system in your shop. I don't want to oh deal God. with that. So, well, no. Since he just talked about that, and he talking. So, I wanted to mention something before I kick it over to Sedge because there's there's a part of it that Sedge is going to talk about that I'm really interested in hearing. But I also don't have a desire to have an offsite location. Like I know that for a fact, for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, but at the same time, I, I do really like the idea of having my shop separate, but there are obviously advantages and disadvantages, but Mike, go Can ahead. Can I amend a statement real quick? No. If I do get an op, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> now, if I do get an offsite location, so the automation tools, they're really cool, right? And I really, they're woodworking. I, I'm not going to get into that conversation with people about whether they're woodworking or not because it's woodworking. It's just the next step. I don't personally enjoy them as much as my traditional tools. Uh, if I had an offsite location, all my automated tools would go out there and I'd pay someone whatever I need to pay them to operate that stuff and get it out of my shop. And I would right. just have my shop size condensed down so that I can have my, my air quotes, traditional woodworking tools. Those are woodworking tools. I don't enjoy them as much as my other tools. Right. Uh, I'm not operating them. A uh, computer is. So that's what I would do with that space. And that's how I want to, I meant to say that when I was talking. So sorry, Jason, go ahead. So Sedge, I think you're out of the four of us. You're, you're the only one that's like legitimately worked in a rented out industrial space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was your business. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously you have plenty of experience. I mean, really you have multiple different, you, you've been in an industrial space. Uh, I mean, you were building, you know, dining room tables for Teddy Roosevelt. So, I mean, all the, years right. of all the experience that you <laughs> that have. That ain't right. Yeah. Um, Is that the wheelchair president? I can't remember. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, Frank, oh, my God. Oh, my so, God. No, that was Franklin. Oh, uh, okay. But you. <laughs> Teddy was the guy in uh, Night at the Museum. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> On the yeah. horse. Robin Thank Williams. Thank you for making Duh. a reference I get. That was yeah. nice. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> But the, you know, you've been in your, your shop and then at work, at work, you have a really ugh, amazing, awesome, uh, yep. you know, heaven of a workshop. Um, you know, what, what were some of the, cause you said there's pros and cons. So like kind of talk us through, since you're the only one that has the experience with an industrial space, you know, what were some of those pros and cons? Okay. So I'll, <clears throat> I'm here at the house now, obviously. And, um, I love it. I don't think I'll ever have a separate shop uh, or I'll have a detached shop, but it'll be on my property. But man, there's some wicked good pros to having a uh, shop away from the house. And when I say away from the house, in an industrial area. Okay, so Mike, you made a note. I'd be up late at night worrying about my tools and my business. Absolutely, you have to have a wicked good alarm, and it has to be linked to the police department. And as was, because I live, I was in South Florida, right by the airport, and I was in an industrial. This is my last shop with Mikey, my business partner. And uh, w yeah, I would worry. And the other, this, 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 um, another con that people don't realize, and you also mentioned this, Mike. Sometimes you you start at six in the morning and work till 11, 12, 1 in the morning. I did it all the time. That 20 minutes is a drag driving home because you're exhausted, okay? And there's a couple times, man, I was like, hey, how did I get here? And I'm in my parking spot at the house, you know? So that's, 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 that's kind of some downsides. The other thing is I had a, uh, my installation van. Um, that was my second set of tools. Hmm. And you have to have a, and I'm in South Florida once again, and that had to have a really good alarm. Well, I was broken into and I was nailed for 10 grand worth of stuff. So that's, that's the drag part of it. And, and, and right when you think, oh yeah, I got all the tools in there and I'm doing a little bit of home remodeling. No, you forget something in the shop and it's 20 minutes out, 20 minutes back. So there's a waste of 40 minutes. Okay, so. Here's some really good pros to it. You can stay wicked focused because you have zero distractions. The only distractions you have is those, oh, I got to be careful, a salesman walking in 
and trying to get your time. And Mikey and I, my business partner and I, were actually thinking at one point because we were getting some distractions on, you know, they would people would just walk into the, the I had two bay doors, they would walk in. We were thinking of like, uh, if we weren't doing installs, we weren't scheduled for an install, like you know, for a week or two, we would flip flop our um, our schedule, and you know maybe start at four in the afternoon, and work through the night, because it was it was easy. But here's the real pro to it, and I, I think about this all the time. I was in an industrial area, and we had five cabinet shops. Three of them were in the same parking lot. It's about the resources that an industrial area has. I could play off this guy who was 80 years old. We called him Poppy. And his sons had the shop. It was called Malfa. And they were like 20 paces away across the parking lot. If we had a situation and we were trying to work through a, uh, a piece and we were unsure, Mikey and myself, we would walk across the parking lot and say, hey, Poppy, how would you do this? How would you do this? We had a, a, a larger cabinet shop down on the same bays. Uh, we had a, our granite guy. Jose's Granite was uh, two, uh, two um, um, business sections over. You know, the electrician in the area wasn't that good because he was always damn busy, So, but we hired out a sub on that. And, of course, a plumber that, you know, my buddy did that. So those were your subs, you know, to work through a project. So I'm not going to touch electricity and plumbing in the kitchen. There's no way in hell. And... Um, but, you know, was also funny? Two doors down was the T-shirt shop that we used for our T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so That's a good point, though, that I would have never thought about. Yep. It's, it's the resources that you have, and you can play off of that. And the other thing, too, is cabinet supply houses were right around the corner. And if, you know, Frank would drive by and say, hey, I'm going over to specialty. You guys need anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. I need another set of undermounts. Can you get those for us? Just put them in your account. I'll pay you. You right. know, M.L. Campbell called on us um, uh, every other week. Our saw, our saw shopping surface was there every other week. So, the, you know, I'll, I'll just say it, it was resources. Well, but, it's funny It's funny that you mention that because like Richelieu, you know, here in Indy, yep. that's in a downtown very, uh, uh, not a downtown, it's in a um, very heavy area like that where there's a lot mm -hmm. of different businesses like that. So that's something I didn't even think about is that, the resources available in a situation like that, depending on the, the, you know, the park that you're in or the area that you're in could yeah. probably be a huge benefit. And you can piggyback orders. Say Malfa was ordering from Whittlesey. That was our uh, plywood supplier. They go, Hey, what do you need? Oh, throw in about 20 sheets of this, save a little bit of back then you were paying for delivery. But the other thing too is, Oh man, I need one more sheet of pre-finished. Hey, spot me that. And you know, it right. was always cool. And, and we spotted people all the time out of our racks. So, and referrals, too. I mean, you oh, got a guy who does granite tops in your cabinet shop. You're probably going to get a lot of work from him or vice versa. So, Tons of work. And <clears throat> they would say, hey, listen, I know you guys are a little slow. Can You, you want to build the boxes and we'll do the doors and drawers? And we'll go, okay. And, and we would play off of each other like that. Right. And, the, and the other one, too, is when we need some extra hands for installation. Right, yeah. we would grab Sergio at Malfa, and he'd help us install if it was a nice. tricky install. So you always had an extra set of hands, and we would borrow, you know, help. So it was cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I think, like based on that, the the conversations, 
I, I honestly believe I, I see a lot of influencers and I know that this is not the same, but I see a lot of influencers like everything in, in social media and YouTube, it like goes in waves, right? And one person will do something that you'll see a bunch of people follow suit. One of the big things is industrial spaces, larger spaces, offsite. At the end of the day, I think the people that really need to do stuff like that is when you have other people working for you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you're just a single person, I just don't. Or if you have really big aspirations, like you're trying to turn it into a production facility for some reason. But at the end of the day, it why? You know what I mean? As a single person, why? Go ahead. Ben. Even if I had one or two more guys in my shop, I want to push off off-site location as long as humanly possible. I want, I want nothing to do with it. I really like. No. I am ultimately at the end of the day, I'm a homebody. I like to be home. I want to have my. I like to be in control of the situation a bit. It's my building. It's my stuff. I mm -hmm. own it. There's less overhead. There's all I like to work things. with my pants off. Ooh. I mean, whatever I want to do. I wake up at one in the morning and I'm something's bugging me. I can't figure out this yep. thing. I run out there. I can do it, you know, and I don't have to put pants on and I don't have to explain to the cop mm. why I smell like bourbon and Taco Bell. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's my house. Ben, what were you going to say? No, I, I think that those are the only two reasons why I would want to be either in a separate, um, you know, shop building on my own property or in another place is sound and other people like other employees. Like those are the only two reasons why I would ever move it off site. Well, I or, think there, you know, or, there is, out of there is one, house, you know? you, there's one other thing. Uh, let's say that you are an individual person who's doing a ton of client work and part of your business is to have those clients come on site and have a place to go that if if i the scale was really yeah. large and i was able to produce a lot then maybe just because i wouldn't want necessarily everybody coming to my house all the time well yeah and, and that's what i'm saying like any any additional people whether they're employees clients whatever that's the only time that i would want to have a separate location even if it was on my property off property right. sound and other people that's the only time i would want to have it separate so we are at, let's see, what, 121. Um, I think we covered the topics really well, uh, minus Mike's answers. They were all stupid. Right. Oh, my God. But it is time. Bozo stuff. <laughs> we do, uh, Mike, I know you haven't listened to a single one of the podcasts yet, which really hurts my heart. Oh, you heart. guys do a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. cool. I heard you do one, Those too. I cool. just thought Those you guys are... wanted to do a Zoom call. Man. <laughs> yeah. I grabbed my beers. I just thought we were hanging out. We do a couple of segments. Uh, one awesome. of them, I'll, I'll give you some time now so you can maybe find somebody. But one that we first. do is called Get Bent. And Get Bent is an opportunity for us to read. It used to just be me, but now it's for any of us. When we get negative comments on YouTube, we like to, to read them in the Derek Zoolander voice. So if you have any negative comments recently on, or not Derek Zoolander, oh, the guy from Dodgeball, Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. Um, oh. That's Peter it. Lefleur. Um, if you have any, you're more than welcome to read one. It would be an honor to have you read one, but you do have to do it like Peter Lefleur. Uh, and then we also close <laughs> it out by um, recommending an Instagram account to follow. So if you want to spend some time, unless you already have somebody on, on deck, but we'll go ahead and do the, uh, the Get Bent segment first. Uh, ben, do you have any tonight? I do. Okay, Sedge? One. Nope. Oh, come on, Sedge. He shadow blocks all of his bad comments. Yeah. Ben, would you like to go first or would you like me yeah, to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Mine's not very long. Okay. 
So this. Oh, is really? <laughs> yeah, we've heard that before. Ain't that right? Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is on my uh, my how to make perfect butt joints with the festival <gasps> domino video, and I think it was my first YouTube upload for this channel. And so I, judging by the the name of this person, I'm assuming that they are of of Eastern European descent, and so I will read it in such a voice. That's awfully judgy. Okay. You'll, you'll spend a Hello. lot. Hello. Of- <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. He said hello. Hello. This person said, you spend a lot of time for such useless method. <laughs> like, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? what is a useless method? Like, can, can we nail it down a little bit? Can we be a little yeah. more specific? I mean, the domino uh, clearly has no uses whatsoever. Yeah. Why, why do you make butt joint with domino? You yeah. just, you know, dado <laughs> or you just uh, pocket hole or... Man, you were really good at that. <laughs> yeah, man. You, 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 put, you, uh, you, you do scroll to the other side of wood. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, you this, should uh, do that for a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. this, you know, I really thought about because I know that Mike doesn't ever look at any of our content. I honestly thought about just using a, using an accent for the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> like, that would have been bold. I would have yeah. known that first. I know yeah. for a fact Jason wouldn't work with a foreigner. He's a yeah. horrible racist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he would have he would have probably written me right after, be like, "Who is this guy on the podcast yeah. with you? What is happening? How do you guys is that get a real? Russian? Yeah. <laughs> Hello." Yeah, I feel like I was in the Czech uh, Republic. Now we welcome <laughs> Mikhail from uh, another Woodshop <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Thank you for uh, presenting with us. Please uh, remove your pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut hole in fence. <laughs> got one. Uh, I got a bad comment or a mean comment. Oh, uh, man. It took a that long was, time. Was my, I, found one. I can't Jason, wait. Jason, what do uh, you got? All right, I got a couple good ones. Um, so the first one is from my How to Install Life-Proof Vinyl Flooring. This oh, one, boy. This one gets a lot, especially a when it's somebody bit. that actually does this for a living. It's a hot Here bit. it is. This is so amateur. Go get the proper tools to do the job. I hope you're not charging for this. I, I guess he missed the part where I was doing it for my own home. Yeah, I said a bill to myself. <laughs> Stupid. <clears throat> next one what is... You, that's rude. Yeah. <laughs> these, these next ones are... You can tell where these people are coming from. I really feel for them. These next two are on my Consider These 15 Woodworking Tools, right? My latest video, 15 Woodworking Tools. You know, it's that time of year. Um, Get it. Affiliate links. Yeah, you know so this one is... I don't really think I need a tooltip from somebody who has what looks like a retail-style festival display in the background of their video. A little <laughs> too pricey for my taste. Well, your tastes are crappy, buddy. Cheapo! Yeah, yeah it's funny. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't even specifically mention anything directly about festival in the video. I did use... My last item was the, was the track saw, uh, but I said track saw. Why are you saw. justifying yourself? Who cares? This track saw. 
No, yeah. that, that's the fun part about this segment because I can make oh. fun of them and tell them how stupid they are. JC, you need to start. You need to start green screening all of your your uh, your medium headshots. Yeah, like I'll I'll never take advice from anyone that's in the Caribbean. You know what? I, you know what? You know what would be really funny to have a green. I'll screen. never take advice from anyone that's on the moon, buddy. Have a green, <laughs> have a green screen behind me, and on that green screen is a bunch of Ryobi. A bunch of freaking Rayobi, right? Like a beautiful Rayobi display. But then in the video on all the close-up shots, I'm doing everything with Festool. <laughs> oh, my God. And then people would probably be like, wow, you build really beautiful furniture with Rayobi. I like this guy. All right, here's another one. Same video. Same style of comment. You ready for this one? No. It comes off pretentious when you try to act thrifty when it comes to parallel clamps while standing in front of a wall of Festool tools. It's really pretentious of you, Jason, to be standing there on your own two legs when people are out there in wheelchairs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get, I get. Oh, wow. I get. How that's dare you the stand there on your own though. two legs? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this this will be the last one because it has to do it. But I want to I chat about this for a second. This one says... I thought I was in a Festool store. Yeah, his setup is a bit much for the weekend DIYer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, so those three people, that just goes to show you, again, going back to last week, how narrow-minded people are. The video has had nothing to do with that. All they focus on is that in the background. And that is why I will never get as big as some of these other accounts that, you know, like to build stuff out of construction-grade lumber with Rayobi tools or Hart. Hart's the real big popular brand nowadays. Um it, it's just. I heard those are made out of bologna and toothpicks. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Held together uh, with dental floss. Yes. All right, Mike. Uh, Mike, what, Mike, what comment? What let, comment yeah, do you have this week? Let's hear your. Uh, I haven't had a comment, comment in a long time. I haven't put a YouTube video on in a while. Oh, uh, have you not? You have a YouTube channel? No. Oh. Okay, I'm actually just pulling one off yours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first of all, that festival wall, a bit much. No, I'm just joking. It says, um, it says uh, I see a wannabe social media influencer who's in way over his head because he wants the cool toys to impress his fake followers, but isn't even excited about it. What is that even in regards to? Wow. Uh, this is a video of my son being born. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me see what this is too. Which is really strange oh, you put that on YouTube, by the way. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just trying to get any views I can. I just yeah. try to have a wide, cast a wide net, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, my God. No. This is a video about my CNC. Um, mm. That's all I could find. There is a bunch. I mean, I'll go into like, you know, I usually pin the hate comments and go into like as much engagement with them as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll try to like get every single bit of engagement out of them I can, oh, but I can't find I need to, st I need to start doing them. that. I had some short hit, like some ridiculous amount of views. It was like 3 million views or something like that. And, uh, and this is on Instagram or TikTok? On, 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 YouTube. on YouTube. Okay. On YouTube. I had a short hit, like 3 million views. And it was uh, just a terrible short. I just was like trying to play around with shorts. And I wasn't like thinking I wasn't like re, re like remaking how content needs to be done or anything. I was just, I was just messing around with shorts because they were just really pushing them. And I want to see how it goes. I didn't think it was an incredible video. Uh, I don't remember what the video was, but I had one hit some crazy number of views, and 60% of them were hate comments. And wow. well-deserved, honestly. It wasn't like a great like, piece of content, <laughs> yeah. but it got really – it got a ton of views, and it got put in front of a bunch of people who, you know – You know, hate you. It's, 
I mean, they probably looked at your face and immediately it's like every time I look at you, I just want to punch you, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's fair to be fair. Look at those eyes. They're so close together. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So so it's it's just like, uh, you know, it is what it is. Who cares? I don't know those people. Yeah. I just yep. couldn't care less. It just doesn't make a difference. It's funny. But I I'm, like this idea. I'm I like so, this idea of reading negative comments. Well, <laughs> I'm so glad that, like, I used to just, you know, get so irritated and annoyed every time I saw him because I'm just like, what an a-hole. And my wife was actually against me doing that segment because she's like, I don't know if that's such a good idea, but I am so glad. Like, I love when people leave me stupid comments now. And somebody actually left me a comment the other day. You could tell they listened to the podcast because the comment said something like, it's time to go get bent. And then it said something, you know, some negative comment or whatever. And it was like, just kidding. Love the, love the stuff. So I'm like, Oh, that person listens to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was cool. I did a small miter, like how to do miter splines video. Yeah. It's for woodworkers. Miter splines are useful. Yeah. They're good. They're beautiful. They add a lot of strength. This guy's comment was that was the most pointless thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Which, you know, if you don't do woodworking, I agree. Why would yeah. you need to know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I know. But like, it's pretty, you know, objective or objectively, it's not useless to show how to do a spine, miter spine video because it's helpful no. for people. No, so you're an idiot. You shouldn't do things. it ever again. It's true. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, Mr. Someone S- said on that on that video, you could have just painted that on there. For miter splines. I don't even know what that means. What do you mean paint on miter splines? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, what a bonehead. Wait, wait yeah, you guys so... don't you guys don't paint your dovetails? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Right, yeah. I have I have I a do. template. I just spray it. I just Spen- do chopped, yeah. chopped yeah. black. It looks Especially good. Especially when it's time, on a wall, you know? You gotta save time. Yeah, I like to I like to I actually like to just use birch ply and then paint a walnut uh, <clears throat> a pattern onto it. I like to get I like to get yeah. pine plywood and make all of my custom client builds out of that. Yeah. All right, Brian Sedgley. Sir, yes, sir. Do you know your Instagram recommendation? Got it right here. Let's oh. let's kick let's kick it off with you seeing as how you did not have a negative comment to read tonight. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. This guy's uh, um, in Canada, of course, because I love this. He's from the Toronto area. His name is Tony Cordero. I have known him for about probably five, six years. And he comes and visits me at uh, when I do a show up there at Atlas Tool, call out Atlas Tool. But I've never seen this guy not smiling. I watch every single one of his posts. He's an incredible cabinet installer. He shoots a lot of his posts right from the job site. He shows you what it's like first thing in the morning, late at night. His account is at, on IG, TC, period, installations, period, Inc. He's a professional cabinet installer, and this guy is the real deal. He's got an, a positive attitude, plus, 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 and he's a great family guy. I cannot say enough great things about Tony Coderio. How's that, you Tony? Say, did you say PC installations? No, nope, no, nope. T, T, T. Tango Charlie. Oh, yeah, okay. Tango Charlie. Installations, uh, period, or dot, Inc., I-N-C. Uh, I, I found it, yep. Yep. Oh God, he's just he he's just got a ver for life. He's just he's I think he's the real deal. Nice dude. Nice. Yep. Ben, did you want to go next? Yeah. So um, 
I wouldn't necessarily say that this is a, like an IG shout out, but um, just like a thank you to Nick Keys from um, Key Woodworks. Yep. For um, just kind of giving me some pointers on correcting the audio because I was listening Nick to... Nick is fantastic. He is such a nice guy. He's I was okay. listening to yep. episode uh, 11 today after I edited the audio levels and I was like, man, this sounds like really good. Yeah. And it was all because of the conversation that I had with him about two months ago about what I need to be looking for whenever I edit audio. Um, because, you know, I, I came from a very heavy video background, never even considered audio, how to edit it, what I should even be looking for. And so we had a, a really uh, informative, informative and educational conversation. And so, Nick, I just wanted to, to say thank you so much for the pointers that you gave me. It's definitely helped out the the podcast. Um, yep. Come yeah, back, he's so. he is a huge uh, help to, I mean, really anybody um, when it comes to audio and camera stuff. I know Mike, uh, all, all the guys on your podcast have all talked to him about camera options and all kinds of stuff. He's always asked all my questions. Yeah, Nick's super helpful. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've had him on the he podcast. He's great. Yep. Mike, do you have somebody you want to recommend? Yeah, um, I've got a, f I'm not going to do a few, but I'll, some guy who I really like that his account's grown pretty good lately, um, but Russell Kieselbach, um, <laughs> yep. he's fantastic. Like that guy's a really great guy. I love <clears throat> conversations with him and he doesn't, I don't think he like really, um, cares about the social media scene or any of that stuff. Right. So it doesn't matter to him. He's, he's, a, he's a woodworker. Like I really like Russell a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's an account that if you want to see some good woodworking and he's a good guy, a good family guy, just a good guy. Russell's a good guy. Yeah. Um, I'll, another I'll account, see him this weekend. Yeah. Oh, will he be out there? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, awesome. we talked about him on here before. Yeah. Oh really? He's a good dude. Yeah. And then another account that, I'll just mention one more. Um, and I, he's a big account. So like, but it's a new account to me. I never found his account until like a few months ago. It's James Wesley furniture. Oh yep. yeah. He's uh, another one we talked about. Yeah. yeah. That guy is, uh, he's the real deal. That, that guy's great. So, uh, that's another account that he's not a small account. So I'm not like no. him out or anything, but like he's, no, Jason, he's a good account and he's a big deal. So Jason recommended him about two episodes ago, I think. Yeah. Oh, was really? Then I take it back. Uh, yeah. Sorry. James. Be, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Apologize. Small one, uh, uh, KJ Sada. No, uh, yeah. no but J, 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 he's really great. So uh, I really do recommend both of those guys if you don't follow them. Yeah, no, those, so. those are two good ones. Um, mine tonight is uh, Modern Creative, and it's spelled modern, as you would imagine, and then creative is mm. C-R-E-8 yep. V-E. Uh, ben, I think this is somebody that you're going to like a lot. He's out of Cleveland, Ohio. So, man, matter of fact, we could have probably gone and visited him while we were up at uh, mm -hmm. Patrick and Michelle's. He probably lives right down the street from him. But he does some really, really, really great uh, modern-style designs. Jeez, that media console is sexy. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty sweet looking. But, again, this is just another example of, you know, whether you're into the social media stuff or not. Um, yeah, it means nothing. Just right. But, like, somebody like this who is building all this beautiful stuff and, and more eyes need to see it. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's sure. one thing we always say. Most of the people I've, I think everybody's immediate reaction is, you know, the people you recommend are like some of the bigger accounts because more people know them and all that stuff. I'm really trying to dive deep and find accounts that don't have as much, um, don't have as much, you know, 
uh, as big of a following just because more people need to be seeing the stuff that they're building, whether they care about the social media stuff or not. I mean, I look at his stuff and I'm like, that's inspiring, right? That's, I want to build stuff like that. Um, and I just, he has, a, and he has a really nicely curated uh, page as well, which to me is, is a big deal. So modern creative, definitely yeah. a good, good person to check out. I've been following him for years. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, Ben, do you want to go ahead and uh, want to go ahead and close this one out? Yeah. So first off, we wanted to thank Mike for coming and ruin the uh, episode 12 of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, but uh, no, Mike, thanks. Thanks for being our inaugural uh, guest host for the podcast. This is something. Am that, I really? Yes. Yep. So you're the very yep. first one. First well, one. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and probably so the last. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. <laughs> what yeah. a nightmare. No, I was the first on yours, I think, wasn't I? Yep. I believe you were, yeah. 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 You're yeah. welcome. So this this will be the only exception wow. that we'll ever make for anybody from another workshop podcast. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, thanks, Mike. Fair. Thanks so much for uh, for taking yeah. the time out of your busy day to, to come on the podcast. Yeah. Thank, thank you. For you. Having me. Seriously. Thank you. Seriously, thank you for having me. It was a really good time. Um, and, uh, you know, having, having guest hosts is something that the three of us kind of reserve for whenever we pick topics, because we kind of rotate through picking topics. So if, if there's someone out there that you want us to try to get on the podcast, you know, send, uh, send us a DM to green Suiters podcast on Instagram or green Suiters podcast at gmail.com for, you know, any requests. And obviously if any of our patrons want uh, us to get some some people in that's definitely something that you can do um but that's going to pretty much do it for us mike where can we or where can our audience find you at if they wanted to see more uh, of your content if you were to want to do that i don't know why you would but you'd want to go to uh tinder t- <laughs> uh i'm on this new one called Haywave. <laughs> it's really good uh it's really big i've got two friends what's your no, myspace um, account yeah seriously this play this website's called Hayspace, not haywave Hayspace. it's an exact ripoff of myspace <laughs> we had no it looks way exactly like myspace and they're like trying to get it going we had uh we had graz on the podcast last week with graz makes and he was telling us about it it's you fired anyway it doesn't matter uh sorry that was great Long, by the way he seems tangents. hilarious he is so funny he is legitimately a hilarious guy but uh instagram's coffee custom builds youtube's coffee custom builds uh tiktok's coffee custom builds unfortunately facebook's coffee custom builds etsy's coffee custom builds the website's coffee custom builds and uh that's kind of where you can find me uh yeah jeez you're giving says a run for his money on platforms so coffee custom builds on everything would be a fast way to say okay cool right pinterest (laughs) google uh, plus hey space google plus i do have an OnlyFans page no no joke i really do as a joke only that one's called coffee's custom build (laughs) yeah one build uh it's just one unimpressive build after another uh anyway so yeah that's where you can find me so but thank you very much for having me on the show i really do appreciate it no thank you uh we appreciate it mike sedge where can everyone find you Okay, at sedgetool.com. That's our website. It's cool because the, the merch is coming out within a week or two. Uh, we just got everything finalized on. Uh, we use Jason's uh, recommendation printful. Okay, so uh, at yep. sedgetool on Instagram, at sedgetool on Twitter, at sedgetool on TikTok, at sedgetool on Facebook. Uh, okay, and then 
at, at Festool Sedge on Instagram, Festool Shop Talk on YouTube, uh, Festool Live on uh, YouTube, but also our primary one at Sedge Tool is at Sedge Tool on YouTube. That's where we have all the videos, Big D, Chris, and myself. Woo. Awesome. Jason, what about you? Woo. Uh, Benswoodworking.com. Links to all my social media can be found there. Or you can go to the silver play button uh, oh, suppository God. and search my name there as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. You can find me at Ben Marshall Designs on Instagram and YouTube and MarshallDesignWorks.com. Awesome. Yay. And thank unlike, you, everybody. Unlike thank another Woodshop podcast, we don't advocate that you leave reviews based upon medical findings of listening to a, to this podcast. You need <laughs> to leave vague medical reviews only for the another Woodshop podcast, please. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get great. my oscillating spindle sander warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the lube. Yeah. <laughs> Moving out of the corner, baby. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Later. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Ben, co-host and editor of the Green Suiters Podcast. This episode is over, but if you want to hear more topics like this and you want to be a part of our conversation, head over to patreon.com forward slash Green Suiters Podcast for early access to each show. If you're listening to this on free feeds, be sure to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.